to Black Girl Stuff. <laughs> On black girl stuff. So are we gonna have a conversation? Cynthia Bailey struts into her new life. Would a third time be the charm? I want somebody that's gonna like just look at me and say, you know, babe, let me just rub your feet. I'ma have fun. Anything I do in life, I'm going to have fun. We're going into the comments to discuss: are you in your bag or is the bag breaking you? So nails, lashes, waxes, the J shows. I do that every month. I think that's like a thousand dollars a month too. I was speaking to an older guy and it became a trafficking situation. From sex trafficking to spirituality, Alexis Scott shares her journey. He was my angel at that point. He saved me. He shot my nipple off. I don't know how somebody get their nipple shot off. Miss Pat reveals her truth and how she uses comedy to cash out. Did yeah. you dabble a little no, bit? I don't know. Dabble, child. You ain't I never see... dabble? No, I seen my drawers. They are not dabble. <laughs> All that and more tonight on Black, Black Girl Stuff. Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, we have our very own Kennedy Ruth sitting in like she do. And we have a special BGS vet back in the house. Joining us as a guest co-host, let's give a warm welcome for Akilah Fred. Hey, Are you back, Akilah? Yes. yes. Welcome back to the house, girl. So happy to be here with y'all. We're so <laughs> Well, that's super dope. Akilah, we're so, so much, proud of you. And then we know that you have a new segment coming up on Revolt yes. Black News. Tell us a little bit about it. I couldn't get enough of Revolt, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a podcast host on Monuments to Me, which is a podcast, uh, original podcast on Revolt. And mm. we just found out that we were listed on Apple's top podcast today. Yes. Yes. So, um, yes. you know, definitely a podcast to love. Check it out for sure. And on top of that, I'm going to be the new special correspondent for Revolt Black News, focusing yes. clearly on business, mm. on finance, on education, on just getting in your bag and staying in your bag. Okay. Yes. Yes. Beauty. talk about everything Akilah got going on. First of all, for those of y'all who do not know, let me run you my girl resume. She is a business leader at two of the top 10 media and yes. entertainment companies in the world, Warner Media and Paramount. Amen. Those are big, okay? My sis had over 300K in scholarship offers. You received the MBA from Columbia Business School. Congratulations. Okay, thank you so much. And she also attended an exchange program at London Business School. Yes. 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 I want to be like you when I grow up. Right. Run it back. <laughs> Black girl magic. Yes, for real. She bought her first home at 23. Mm -hmm. Also, her first multi-unit investment property by 25. That's young, y'all. That's, yes. that's, okay. that's young. It's giving beauty, Ooh. brave, and bad. Y'all right. was on my LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> also, I can't forget to mention Akila is my sorority yes. sister. Yes. Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We are so proud of you, and we're wishing you so Thank much you success so much. Yes. all of everything you have mm -hmm. going on. But y'all know, it's time to go in the comments. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. today we got you for the perfect segment mm -hmm. because we're talking money, okay? Mm -hmm. All we really need is money, yeah. right? <laughs> and according to Nielsen's IQ, black buying power is projected to reach $1.8 trillion by 2024. So let's see how us black women are spending those coins. 
take a look. Okay, so boom, I eat out a lot, but not only do I eat out a lot, I cook a lot, so I stay in the grocery store, and grocery store is high as hell right now. So I literally want to say I spend thousands on food a month. I'ma have fun. Anything I do in life, I'm going to have fun. So nails, lashes, waxes, the J shows, I do that every month. I think that's like a thousand dollars a month total. Oh, she's at the J show. She's spending that money on the J show. Yeah, you spend that money on the J show. No, but since clearly it's been in the bag, now I know all of us have yes. indulged in a, a thing or two on that list. Oh, yeah. We know it can be expensive, so let's talk about the spending habits of being a black woman. You mentioned earlier, like, the, the spending power that we are expected to have, right? Mm -hmm. I know CNBC said in 2021 that right now the black community is at $1.6 So yeah. we already have mm -hmm. that spending power, but I don't like the fact that the, the conversation... Gen, uh, like kind of specializes around that because it specializes about how much we can consume, yeah. what can mm -hmm. we buy, mm -hmm. what can we take, mm -hmm. how can we demand marketers to kind of market to us so we consume more. And it shouldn't just right. be on consumption, it should be on also how do we build wealth, right? Absolutely. Because yeah. at the same time that mm -hmm. we're spending so much, also our net income generally for this community, mm -hmm. our community declined it's 14%. Yep. So wow. we're spending so much, wow. but we're not, but we're not, we're not keeping intake. and There's making no so intake. much. So we're going to be right. beautifully ordained, mm -hmm. we're going to be beautifully represented, but we're also going to be beautiful beautifully broke if <laughs> we keep that up. So when we talk about the luxury of it, you know, a lot of people get a lot of bad rep on buying nice clothes mm -hmm. and spending mm -hmm. on the labels, mm -hmm. whether, or luxury can even be, you know, um, going out to eat, yeah. having drinks with your friends. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what is y'all budget like for that a month? It's hard, because I'm going to buy what I want. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, especially if I go to sleep and I see something, I'll be like, don't do it. And then I go to sleep, I'm like, <laughs> and I keep thinking about it, I'm going to go get it, but I'm going to make sure that I get it back. But I would say my nails is 150, toes is probably 100. If mm -hmm. I get the, uh, you know, I got to get the callus remover, because you got to go to work <laughs> on my recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes. I'm a shoe girl, so I'll buy some shoes before, because I can wear a trash bag, baby. I'll look good in Fashion Nova. Yes. Shout out Fashion Nova. <laughs> <laughs> but I do rock brands, of course, but I'm just saying, I'll buy shoes, and, and honestly, shoes is expensive. I they, like that. Is, yeah. They run yeah. it like a good shoe is $1,000, y'all, and you gonna buy mm -hmm. more than one. You feel me? Like, you, it. you, mm -hmm. it's just a look. You just gotta keep yourself together. Yeah, I'm more of a high-low type of girl. Me so too. I would yeah. wear whatever, but I love accessories. So I would yes. buy, like, you know, a designer bag, a designer yes. shoe, every now and then too. My rule, it used to be my rule, now I gotta switch it up a bit, but I used to say, if I can't buy it twice, I'm not buying it. So yeah. if I look at it and I can't buy it two times two over, times, mm -hmm. like no, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's too much of an expense. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. too much of a luxury. That's a good rule. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm a hair girl too. Like mm -hmm. I like wigs. I like options. I like to be able to switch it up and not have to touch my own head. Yeah. Right. So I'm spending money with the girls. That's and the girls in Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. What's oh, going yeah. on? So like for me and my wigs, I be spending some money because every two weeks I'm getting a new wig. If not before then, so I'm spending about three to four sometimes on a wig. And then the girls, whatever their prices are, could be anywhere from two. Now I'm finding in Atlanta to 450. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm buying the wig, paying for the install, paying for gas mm -hmm. and a beat yeah. and a Benz, child. Yeah. But as far as like clothing, I'm an affordable girl. Like yeah. I'm, I'm baddie maintenance all the mm -hmm. way, but like I could find, I'm stylish. So I feel like I could That's find right. the fit. And yeah. then like you said, shoes are important. So I mm -hmm. usually try to go for like a cute little shoe that mm -hmm. got a little tab on it. Bags, yeah. I like bags. So stuff like that. I feel like mm -hmm. it's important to kind of like the accessories can yeah. dress yeah. up your outfit and make okay. it something. I mostly spend money on convenience. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah. If I don't feel like going to the grocery store, I'm an Instacarty. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's luxury. That is luxury, and so I do pay for that peace of mind mm -hmm. just to have it. You know. Oh yes, that was my <laughs> birthday, and I did. I did pay for those shoes okay. too. <laughs> 
I do feel like it is necessary to treat yourself. Yes. Right. For milestones, mm -hmm. for certain occasions, mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like anyone's gonna treat you like you treat yeah, you. Yeah. So if you want someone to show up for you in certain ways, you have to show up for yourself so, like that. Right. I, so I spend some money, but I'm trying to be controlling. More Ooh. like our Aquila here. Yes. <laughs> and have that financial literacy. Right. Because I'll be like, I'll just spend the money on the Uber Black or I'll just buy yeah. Postmates or it's it's giving that right now. But let me, but, let me and I really want to say too, it's such a journey, and it's yeah. a journey that even I'm still on sometimes too. Cause I I used to be that type of girl. Listen, spend it and get it right back. That's what I'm gonna say. Spend it and get it right back. When that song came out, I feel scared. You gotta switch it up a little bit. But do you think we be overworking ourselves because I don't want to go down as far as lifestyle and, and I'm not gonna sit around and complain and ask nobody else either. So do you feel like we put ourselves in positions where we outwork now? Now we just overworked and need a vacation. Because totally... now we working on a hamster wheel where we gotta... To keep up that lifestyle. However you spend $1,000 is however you gonna spend $100,000. Yeah. Those same principles just yeah. get, yeah. Uh, you know, more exacerbated. Yeah. You know, yeah. the same vices just get more. And then yeah. you, you're, that's why you're on that hamster wheel because you kind of like, you're you're not recognizing the pattern. I'm saying you are, yeah. but again, that's no, everyone's I, yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. No, I love this that. This is real. Right. Yeah, this is yeah. real. Right. Real shit. Because we're going to want what we want. That's it. So yeah. we encourage all black girls out there to, you know, do your research, look mm -hmm. at your budget, don't be afraid to take some time off of the spending, that's and like right. you said, pay attention to your habits now. Yes. You get that check, okay. Check. Right. <laughs> Up next, we sit down with the hilarious Miss Pat. Stay tuned for more black girl stuff. And I'm doing like most people do in my neighborhood when they get their very first job working at McDonald's. I'm stealing $100 a day out of the register. <laughs> What's wrong? This too real for y'all. <laughs> that was so real. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was our next guest giving us nonstop laughs. Y'all give a huge welcome for the comedian and star of the Miss Pat Show, Miss yes, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she used to that live audience. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, love it. I love it. So, Miss Pat, what was life like before jumpstarting your comedy career? Oh, getting shot, a couple <laughs> STDs, selling crack, forging white people checks. You know, the hood. It's real out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I had two kids by the time I was 15. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got into selling crack, shot a couple times, ended up in prison. I had an interesting life. Wait a second. So I was watching the Gotham uh, comedy show that you did, and mm -hmm. you said something about jumping over a gate and your titty got caught, but you <laughs> were really shot. Is that a true story? Yeah, he oh shot my, my nip off. What? Yeah, went up on my arm. I don't know how somebody get their nipple shot off. That's oh crazy. But what I realized, you don't need two nipples. They're overrated. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the younger generation don't even know how to suck two nipples. <laughs> if they even know how to suck a titty. So right. It is just so overrated now. I love that. <laughs> that you make comedy out of like your real life struggles. That's right. a beautiful thing. Yeah. That you have that quality in yourself to be able to do that. Well, I figure uh, there's nothing else to do but laugh. You can't change the past, so why cry over it? I don't got time to be crying, child. I'm gonna laugh my way all the way to Chick-fil-A, because y'all know I like Chick-fil-A. Well, Miss Pat, you've always been open about being a street pharmacist, and I just want to know, how did you turn the drug money into being a successful career? I ain't turn no damn drug money, and then they took that money. You know I went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but was there anything like in that in that part of your life that helped you shape your career as a comedian or actress, mm -hmm. other than like giving you good material? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I learned a lot from the streets, you know, because I got in the streets real early. I got pregnant at 13, gave birth at 14, so then I had another baby at 15. So I got in the streets really early, and they taught me a lot. Like mm -hmm. I learned how to drive, I learned how to force check, mm -hmm. I learned how to crack. I, I, mean, I learned how to cook crack. I couldn't even cook food, but I knew how to cook a. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned a lot from the streets. And, and that's what I did. I just took a lot of what I learned in the streets and I put it into the entertainment mm -hmm. business. I still hustle like I'm selling dope. People are like, do you sleep? I'm like, tell anybody got time to sleep? You People who sleeping ain't making no money. Right. I, I mean, if some is sleeping and making money, I ain't there yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, scared money don't make no money. So mm -hmm. I'm always somewhere trying to cut a deal. So I got that same mentality from the streets and I take it to Hollywood. We love that. You gotta have Hustling a hustle. Them jokes. Real. Yeah. yeah, I'm true to who I am. I came to Hollywood like this, I'm gonna leave Hollywood like this. I hate fake-ass, phony people. Mm -hmm. I don't deal with y'all. I shop at Walmart, and I get in Walmart, I be wanna steal, but I don't, <laughs> because <laughs> Walmart's so easy, still I don't. Y'all gotta get dressed. Right. <laughs> you know them, yeah. you know them panties that come six to a pack, <laughs> and they got all different pink colors in yeah. them? Y'all probably don't wear them bloomers that come up to your nipples. No. <laughs> them the most comfortable drawers they in the world. Comfy. They hold yes. four packs Those and three tampons. <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> take one out of the pack. Oh, I put on all of them. They're warm. <laughs> Congratulations on being nominated with Miss Pat. This is amazing, like, well, girl. And I heard you say something about a fourth season. That's even more amazing. Let's talk Emmy yes. nominees. Okay. Yeah. Emmy nominees. 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 Emmy or what I'm doing, mm -hmm. people enjoy. This show is is a it's a people show. Right. I don't need nobody giving me no damn trophy or no Emmy, and it just sat there and it's gonna turn a color. I don't work hard for that. I work hard so people can enjoy. If you want to give the show that, that's all good and fine. But mm -hmm. you know, I ain't get mad. The Emmy food was pretty good. It was a good party. <laughs> but I went there hoping if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. I, that's how I look at life. You know, it was a good time. But I don't do this for no wars. I mean, I've been to, I won't say who house I went to, but I went to a very famous person's house in the black community who we look up to. And they had like eight Emmys and all of them had turned. Mm. And I was like, I want a damn dust collector. Right. Right. I got enough shit sitting on the dress I'm not using. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it ever triggering to like talk about scenes from your own personal life? Because this is your real story. Well, I tell you, um, was it sec third season when we did uh, My Mama Boyfriend Molesting Me? So the first season, we were supposed to do that episode. And, you know, I'm just not getting on TV, and I was like, look, I don't know if this shit gonna go two or three seasons. Let's pull that episode back. If I get another season, then we'll do it. But I, I wasn't comfortable doing it. And when we finally did it, I felt like I had lost 100 pounds because that was a burden that I was carrying. For me to be able to speak out loud and say what my, what my mama boyfriend did to me and my sister, and then to show it on TV, you don't know how many letters and emails I received from people saying thank you for telling my story. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many people like me mm -hmm. that don't have a voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just scared to speak up anyway. So when I did that episode, it wasn't just for me. It was for all the little girls and little boys who had been through what I've been mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving home in my car that night 
crying Aww. and saying, I won. Yes. That's good. And you I did win. You got to tell your story. And like you said, free so many different mm -hmm. people. And your spirit is so that. so bold mm -hmm. and undefeated. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing And bring, to be like you said, light and humor to it. Yes. Through things that they probably looking like, dang, how, mm -hmm. if she can laugh at it, yeah. I know I can laugh mm -hmm. at the shit that yep. happened to me. But you can't laugh all the time, though. Like, is yes, it? If you can't, because I'm thinking to myself, like, you really going through this, and yes, laugh through it and talk through it, but do you feel like you've overcome it through laughter, or is it therapy, is it trauma? Like, what is really going on for you to truly dissect your situation, overcome it, and then be able to tell jokes about it? One of the things I had to do to get to the point where I could laugh is I had to forgive the people who did me wrong. Because mm -hmm. when you hold that, you tote that on your back, and right. you forever carry those people with you. When I forgave my mother, forgave my kid's father, forgave the people who molested me, uh, her boyfriend, and so many other people, I could start to live. And then that's when I started to smile. That's when I started to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, when I had that baby at 14, and I never felt like anybody in the world loved me until I gave birth to my first child. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I really had something to live for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have somebody, I have a human being that finally loves me. Yeah. And so I somehow, my darkness started to turn funny. In which I rather laugh at mm -hmm. being molested. I rather laugh at being shot than cry. Because we can sit here and hold hands all day and cry. Mm -hmm. when, when, when people cry, I walk away. Crying to me shows a form of weakness. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't cry, because you mm -hmm. should cry. Mm -hmm. But you got to learn to get over stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you cry, it's to, it's to bring something out of you. You cannot keep crying over the same damn Dang. thing yeah. your yeah. whole damn yeah, life. Right. Yeah. You mm -hmm. got to heal. And nothing heals you like you heals yourself. What's, the mind is powerful. Mm -hmm. What you speak in it, is what will grow inside of you. Yeah. Everything, I, I tell people all the time, I say, you don't have to pray every day. If you believe in what you ask for and you put it in this universe, it will come back. Yeah. Everything I ever asked for, I Came got. Because Pat, I believe this. Right. Come on. Well, you're a great mom and you have a beautiful Some family. Days. I mean, but it's hard. You know, I'm a mom, so we do what we gotta do. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. I know that one of your daughters came out as LGBTQ, and what's one of she the things? She ain't no LGBT. She gay. She just. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what's one thing that you learned about the LGBTQ community since her coming out? She eat a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, <laughs> child, let me right. cheers, man. Cheers to uh, eat a little coochie sometimes. <laughs> I ain't eat nobody. No, I seen my drawers. They are not dabbable. <laughs> Girl, you gonna make me snip this good deli on <laughs> I grew up here in Atlanta, and when my daughter was first in, in high school, I knew my daughter was gay a long time ago. I just need her to tell me she was gay. Yeah. And then you hear little whispers here and there. She's not a stud. She actually a pretty girl and gay. And I remember when everybody else was going out, the other kids that I was raising trying to get some <laughs> she the only one that would read <laughs> Elon Harris gay books. So said, <laughs> Reading them gay books. I, I said, this girl gonna lick a click right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so when she went to college, she wasn't up under me anymore, so she was able to just go out yeah. and be gay. And she knew at the time, I will, I will be honest, I hated gay women. I had been to prison for selling crack. And I could tolerate gay men, but I could not tolerate gay women. Plus, she had a, she had a, a, a cheerleading coach that was gay that I wanted to kill this bitch every <laughs> And so when she went to college, and it just messed up our relationship to, to the fact that she didn't want me to know she was gay. So she went out to Virginia like two years. So I was like, where the hell are you at? You don't get to see your child for two, three years. So I had to be the bigger person. I say, look, Ashley, are you gay? 
She was like, yes, ma'am. Tied away. I said, well, right. come on home to Atlanta. They eat a lot of down here. <laughs> come on back home. This is a gay place where you eat all the you want. At least I know you safe eating That's good. And it was a little difficult you know, getting used to the way I was raised here to see my daughter with a LeBron James looking bitch. But, <laughs> you know, there's I, I, nothing else I could do. I had to accept my child for who she was. And my thing, as long as you happy, I'm happy. Yeah. All I ask my daughter is don't eat me. <laughs> Please don't eat me. You're crazy. <laughs> you are too funny. I cannot. But what's next? We know you got a tour coming up. I do have a tour. It's called Your Girl Done Made It. It starts yes. in September. Yes. Girl I'm moving into it. theaters, my first theater tour. Yes. So I'm excited. It's selling really well. I'm moving on up a little bit. Congrats. So. Yes. Come yes. on, Queen. We wish you so much success, Miss Pat. Thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house. You know you're more than welcome to come back, and we're going to come to your show. Well, I have a podcast called The Pat Down with Miss Pat. So make sure y'all check that out. And go to my website at misspatcomedy.com. And please come to the live show. Yes. Yes, we will be sure. Make sure y'all check out and tune in to season three of the Miss Pat Show. It's streaming right now on BET Right Plus. now. And be sure to lock in those tickets for your Girl Done Made It comedy tour at misspatcomedy.com. Up next is Tea Time with Miss Cynthia Bailey. Straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff. So if you want to get loud, and show your ass, you go ahead. I can go to bed right now. But what you're going to do is respect me in my house. And you're going to respect me as well. So are we going to have a conversation? I don't know the you gonna be talking to like that, okay? Well, okay you don't talk to your own man like that. You're not gonna talk to me like that. Calm down. You don't talk to nobody like that. Ladies, we are getting all the words. Our next guest will read you for filth and then rip the runway. Cynthia Bailey, welcome to the BGS house. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much for having me. Of yes. course. Okay, Miss Bailey, so we know the cat is out of the bag and you'll be spinning the block and returning to the real housewives <laughs> of Atlanta. Yeah, spin the block. We're so excited, though, but what prompted you to return? God is just moving my steps. It mm. just worked out where I was in Atlanta. And the one scene that you guys just saw in the trailer, I happened to be somewhere else doing a job for a whole nother network. Mm. And my friend told me, like, oh, they're shooting Housewives, Housewives next door. So I was like, oh, my God, let me go say hi to production and everybody. And it ended up being Kenya that was shooting, and she was shooting a <laughs> haircut a lot. And they were like, can we bike you? Can we do this? I was like, wait, wait, OK. <laughs> next thing I know, uh, I'm in the trailer. So. Uh, I have great relationships with those ladies still, mm -hmm. so I love going to support them, and I'm in a position, thank God, thank you, Jesus, that I can just kind of pop in and out and still keep the focus on my acting career. Mm -hmm. I love I that. Know. One thing that I love about Housewives of Atlanta, which mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of, is how the show really shows the ups and downs of friendships mm -hmm. and all the things as black women that we go through, and we talk a lot about friendships and sisterhood yes. here mm -hmm. on the show, but, you know, nothing brings friends back like trial and error and, yes. and obstacles. And I know that you've been through a lot lately, and so has your old friend Nini. Yes. So I want to know, where does y'all relationship stand now? I will say this. Uh, I think we're in a good space. We're, we're not friend-friends. But when I do see her, there is love and there's okay. respect. It's all good. I think we are in a healthy space, and that works for me. Well, girl, you have some other transitions going on in your life. You're newly single, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. out in these streets. Can yes. you tell us what the yes. newfound <laughs> single Cynthia Bailey is looking for in a partner? Well, you know, Cynthia Bailey really doesn't have a type, per se. Mm -hmm. I will say that there are certain things that I pray for at night, you know, when it comes to this new man that hopefully is coming to me whenever God wants him to come. I want someone that's whole. I want someone that has their own 
stuff and their own life and I can just come in and be a part of that mm -hmm. life. I do love partnership. I do love coming in into a situation where I have my stuff, he has his stuff, and we can just build our stuff. Yeah. But the only thing that I never prayed for was a nurturing man. And that's mm. something that I put on my prayer list because I'm a very that's nurturing person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, I want to be it's nurtured. I want, you know, my, my love language is personal touch. Yes. I want somebody to just want to hold my hand. I want somebody yeah. that's gonna like just look at me and say, you know, babe, let me just rub your feet. Because right. that's the kind of stuff of I do. You know, yeah. let me, what, do you, what do you feel like eating? Let me just make you a meal. Matter of fact, let me feed it to you after I make it yeah. for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I may not even want him to, but I want him to offer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I love a gentleman. Mm. I love, you know, when someone wants to open the door for me. Now, I'm the kind of person, I'm very control freak. I'm like, after a couple times, I'm like, babe, keep, Okay, I know I, I appreciate <laughs> that you want to open up this good door for me, but can we just get the car? I got it. What's something that you thought was so important in, in finding in a mate early on, but now you realize, like, that really wasn't as serious or as important or high up on my list as I thought it was? I always try to go into every relationship trying to elevate my partner. Like, even if they're already elevated, I'm like, well, I can take you higher. Let's go, because yeah. now you're with me. Yeah. Let's go. And I feel like now I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to come and do that because everyone doesn't want to be elevated. Some people are mm -hmm. good with, with where they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing a better job of just really, instead of pouring all that extra energy into someone else, just pouring it into myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you guys see, instead of uh, 50 cent, <laughs> you see fits it. <laughs> I am in the gym. <laughs> you know, I'm always gonna give y'all a little nasty hashtag. Yeah. I'm taking care of me. I yeah. think um, in the world that we live in, especially social media, mm -hmm. there's so much of what mm -hmm. we look like on the outside. Mm -hmm. But I wanna look good and I also wanna feel good. Yeah. And um, at 56 years old, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. I want to feel good. So I work out three days a week. Uh, I eat well. You know, I ration out my cocktails because I can't give that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of my little happy <laughs> space great. and my decompression. Mm -hmm. So um, just doing things for myself. Like, I just started roller skating again. I just wow. went hiking the other yes. day. I'm just doing, I'm having fun. I'm actually working on a, a women's health and wellness retreat yes. for women like us who work, work, work and grind, 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 mm -hmm. especially moms as well, um, to just have a place to go for like three days and sit down with other women and all these like healthcare professionals. I mean, we talking about, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate. Uh, I talk about fibroids. Uh, now I'm menopause. I'm that's a menopause important. girl now because it's part of my life. Now anything, if it's happening to me, you know I'm going to talk about <laughs> it for sure. But like even just, you know, as I go into my dating life, like, you know, as an older woman, like, you know, things I get to make, you know, make sure I can bring it in that department a little harder, whatever it is. You know, there's so much information out there and there's so many um, things that can help us actually that can just make it easier for us. Right. I feel like black women are starting mm -hmm. to like deep dive into Absolutely. like their mental health spaces. So like, can you tell us more about like what you plan to do to kind of help women kind of, you know, get it all yes, out. Absolutely. Feel better. Absolutely. Be their best selves. Okay, so to your point, mental, mental health is definitely a huge, you know, part of our lives mm -hmm. at this point. So yes, there will be a mental health component, a therapist there, any experts in that field to just, you know, talk uh, talk to us about what we need to make sure that we are mentally healthy. But I see it somewhere on an island, you know. Yes. I feel Come like, on. you know, it, it can be a situation where we can treat ourselves as well. I want it to be like 
a retreat, but then I want you to be able to treat yourself. I don't want you to be locked into like, okay, well, here's our itinerary. We have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I want like to have enough going on where if you if, if fibroids is not a part of your life right now, you don't have to go to that one. Right. You can go over to the menopause section, you, you know, yes. menopause booth, yes. whatever it is. And you know, if none of those things that day are working for you, you can go to the spa. You can go right. to the go beach, to the whatever beach. you want to yes. do. Yes, I love but that. But still, like uh, everybody comes together at night and just network because what's been so powerful for me throughout my journey is just connecting with other women mm -hmm. that are doing things. Yes. Um, that's always been such an inspiration to me personally mm -hmm. because you know, no matter what we have going on, we still need to be motivated and yes. inspired because you know, I don't wake up every day doing the WAP. I, I say that all the time. Some days I'm like, oh Lord, I'm gonna get this going. I do not want to be Cynthia Bailey today. I do not want to be great today. But um, then I go on the gram and I look at some of my girls and be like, get some inspiration, some motivation. All right, yes. all right, let me get my butt out this bed and go do something. You mentioned the retreat, which I mean, I feel like we gotta go. Also, that you've been a Seagram's girly for a while I now, have. and you now have your own flavor with Seagram's Escape. So, yes. just first of all, congratulations Thank for you. that. But Thank you. Give us more details. How did that happen? So my partnership with Seagram's Escapes has been amazing. I kicked off my first flavor, which is the Peach Bellini. You guys may have saw it in Red Housewives Atlanta. Yes. It was a very successful launch. Uh, I actually have a new flavor coming out this okay. year, which I will talk more about. I'll come back and talk more about yes. that. But it's been a great partnership, and now the, the actual brand ambassador for the Entire Seagram's Escapes line. Wow. So y'all gonna be so yes. sick of me That's talking about Seagram's Escapes all the <laughs> time, but right. it's been really, really good because they are women. The women that I work with are very much about women empowerment, yes. and I'm very big on supporting Black-owned businesses as well. Yes. So we've done initiatives to do that. Mm. So we're we're we're. We're, we're doing amazing things together. And it's giving books, busy, businesswoman, mm -hmm. and always it, it is, it yes. is. And, and, you know, just wrapping it up, as happy and as grateful and as humbled as I am to, to be able to live this life that I live, I honestly wake up days and I'm like, is this really my life? Mm. Is this really my life? I do believe in simplifying my life. Like, I've mm. been in this new chapter. This is the chapter of me. This is the chapter of Cynthia. This is where I actually focus on loving me, that self-love that we talk about all mm -hmm. the time. Like, I'm actually living that and doing that and doing things that, that make me feel good and that make me happy. So what came with that was I had to let some stuff go. Like, I was pulled in so many different directions. I was um, just overwhelmed, stressed out. I never had time to enjoy the fruit of my labor. Like, I was just always working. So um, as much as I love being a boss, I think you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. That's it. Mm. That's, That's it. some wise mm -hmm. advice. Come on. Come on. This is the gems for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Cynthia Bailey, so much for stopping by the BGS house. You know you are always welcome oh, to come back. Up next, we got Alexis Guy in the building. Keep it locked. We got more black girl stuff on the way. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. who recently had a spiritual glow up. Alexis Scott, welcome to the VGS Hi. house. Hey. Hey. So Thank you for having me. Yes, you matching us. You yes. right here. All yes. of that. Yes. Matching the vibe. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, clearly, I mean, obviously you're a vibe, but we know your journey, Alexis, has not always been easy. You yeah. know, you recently spoke out or really spoke out about 
back when you were a teenager, you had this incident of being sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. You turned that around and became an advocate for sex trafficking. So just yes. tell us a little bit about that journey and how you, you took kind of, you know, lemons and made lemonade in a sense for other people. Um, so yeah, I'm a victim of sex trafficking. Um, I have told my story before. I just think it was like in a different light. People okay. didn't really take it serious. Um, but I did leave home at a young age and I got caught up with the wrong people. And it kind of just caused me to get into a situation where I was trafficked. I think it kind of affected me growing up and decisions I made becoming Alexis Sky. So I just came to a point where I'm like, you know what, let me not be ashamed of what I went through because it made me who I am. So I felt like I needed to be a voice because there's other girls out there that might need help or, you know, be a voice for them. Being that you do have a daughter, is mm -hmm. there any tips that you can give other young women to kind of like, not even avoid it, because I feel like maybe it's not a way to avoid it, but just kind of protect themselves from even getting around the wrong people to, to begin with. I don't think it's a way to avoid certain things. I think as a community, we do got to find different things to help avoid it, because mm. nowadays you never really know who's trafficking. Like, you could be in Walmart, you could be anywhere, and girls are getting kidnapped. So I guess my best advice is just, you know, to be more aware, talk to your daughters, you know, speak about men. Like, a lot of young girls think it's good to talk to older guys, mm. and that's kind of what happened with me. Like, I was speaking to an older guy and it became a trafficking situation okay. um, before the kidnapping situation, you know? That's so crazy, I think right. just, you know, speaking to our daughters and letting them know, like, it's not safe out here. You know, a senior yeah. United Nations, you know, reporter mentioned that only one out of 100 people who are trafficked escape. So yeah. out of 100 people, Alexis, you were that one. Like, yeah. it was, do you I mean, think about that now? Like, I mean, yes, absolutely, yeah. um, I do. It, you know, I think I'm at a point right now on this journey where I let it go, though, mm -hmm. um, because you have to, you know, you carry that pain for so long, it's just mm -hmm. going to keep being a burden on you. True. So I kind of just, like, let it go. What was that process like getting Ooh. back or getting out of that situation? Because I know that we recently learned there are some universal signals that you yeah. can give to mm -hmm. signal other women or people for, for help, help. Mm -hmm. like the putting your hand up and tucking your yeah, thumb. Yeah, see, I didn't know any of that. that. Right. Most so, people don't know. So, like, this, you know, I'm 28 now, about to be 29, so this is back when I was younger, so I didn't really know that. I think I just became street smart. Like, he was, like, installing so much in my brain that mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I gotta figure out. It was pretty much, like, survival mode. Like, how am I gonna get out of here? How am I gonna see my family again? So, at that point, I just kind of, like, I guess it was a signal. Like, I was crying to somebody, and he saved my... He was my angel at that point, Aww. you know, and he saved me. So it was kind of like a transaction. He acted like he was, you know, buying me, and he took me out and dropped me off at a bus station. Yeah. yeah. And I left. So. That was nothing but God, though. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. You know, that was And God. for any young ladies out there, like we said, the signal is to tuck your thumb and hold your yeah. hand down. And if you call the police, you can also say mm -hmm. and pretend like you're ordering pizza. Yep. And that will be a signal to yep. let the police know what your address is and how mm -hmm. they can help you right yes. yeah well, speaking of god that is a blessing and alexis lately you've been very public about your spiritual awakening yes. and new walk with god can you tell us about how that came about i've always been a believer in god i've always loved god i've always been a christian but i think i just got to like a low point in my life and nothing was making me happy like you know we're women mm -hmm. i like had nice cars the jewelry mm -hmm. the relationships and i just was in an empty dark place like no matter what i did it just wasn't working i wasn't happy and i just got to a real, real low place, and I think God, like, I didn't say he, I don't think he put me there, but I think he just wanted my attention, mm -hmm. and sometimes God will remove and take everything from you to kind of humble you, so mm -hmm. at that moment, it was, like, back in December, um, I went to go get surgery, and I was sitting there just, like, going crazy in the, um, 
Recovery, recovery house. house and I was just like crying 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 and then he just spoke to me at that moment and that's kind of when I had my encounter with him and I just was like you know what it's time for me to change my life like nothing is working for me I'm obviously not living the right way and um, like what am I even doing here right now getting this surgery like I was just in a dark dark place and starting like right before Christmas it happened wow. and um, yeah New Year's I stopped drinking I just stopped doing a lot of things I like I used to have OnlyFans I was hosting and I pretty much just gave up everything and just was like you know what God take me and leave me down low what exactly you want me to do and let me serve you the right way yeah yes. that's to the surrender okay. I was about to yeah. say the Woo. surrender because I feel like I'm in that stage of life in a sense too. Yeah. Obviously not to the same degree, but just when you know you have to just surrender to God. Mm -hmm. But surrender is, is hard and you kind of yeah. spoke about it, but a... you know, let's really talk about it. You had to shed a lot of things and I think a lot of people can relate to the idea of having, when you want to elevate, that also means letting go of friends, mm -hmm. letting go of environments, old letting habits. go of things, yep. you know, like old yeah. habits. So what do you think now in your spiritual journey, how does that really affect you with developing friendships, especially as a black woman? Like how are you still able to maintain or develop new friendships. Yeah, I was just speaking about this actually, but I mean, elevation requires separation. Mm -hmm. And honestly, on this journey where I'm at with anything, if you're not aligning with what I got going on, then we can't sit together. We can't mm -hmm. talk together. Our conversations are not making sense. Like, and I don't judge anybody just because you don't have to be as spiritual as me, but it kind of makes it an uncomfortable situation where I'm all, you know, I might be talking about this scripture or this, and you're not, you're talking about this dude and that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I'm at a point where it's like whoever wants to go can go. Whoever wants to join me can join me. You know, yeah. I just want to keep positive people. And some people might not be ready to do what I'm doing, but mm -hmm. I can lead you there. And if I can be an influence as a friend, then I want those people around me. Through this journey, you've been transparent. You've been sharing a lot online, but a lot of people are on the fence about it coming from you. And some people feel like, are you just trying to profit off of God? How mm -hmm. do you feel about that? I mean, they could think what they want to think, cause I mean, whether I was doing it or not, like I, like I don't think a per like I could have stayed where I was at. To keep it real, I was making a lot of money before I even gave my life to God. I was making almost a hundred thousand a month, you know, from yeah. OnlyFans hosting that. So who really wanted to just give that up just to profit from God? And I'm not even making the same amount. Mm -hmm. I am actually making less, and it's not about what you're making. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's what I'm doing. It's feel? the people that I'm calling to Him. It's the people's lives that I'm changing. Like. True. My life isn't the same, like financially, but I'm okay because I'm at peace, yes. and I know that at the end of it, the, the reward's gonna be amazing. You yeah, know what I'm saying definitely. for being obedient. But if people really want to know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm technically I'm making a profit, but not off of God. I still have to survive. I still have to live, but I'm doing it. I'm doing things the right way. I have a business, That's and I'm it. incorporating God. Yeah. What I love to do. I have my 90-day journal. Yes. yes. <laughs> Come on, so, journal. So this has been helping me my journey. So this is her and God. Mm -hmm. So this is my brand. And pretty much, like, I was never familiar with the Bible because, like I said, I've always been a Christian, but I never just picked up the Bible. I'm like, oh, let me read this. The Bible is, like, the key to life. And people don't know that everything that you're going through... It's the instructions. It's instructions in there. And so this journal pretty much breaks down everything in the um, Bible is like scripture observation so when you're reading a passage you write it down you observe it you apply it to your life and then you do a prayer yeah. and it makes it more like you know fun right. yeah. 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 and then I just put daily affirmations because yeah. you know the tongue is powerful to speak positivity over your mm -hmm. life so 
That's yes. very cute. And I have one for you guys. Because yes. like you said, you're doing things the right way mm -hmm. now. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, incorporating God in everything in your life. But yes. um, in the past, you have received a lot of allegations about like, you know, with the recovery house. One mm -hmm. girl said you scammed her out of like $1,100 to the recovery mm -hmm. house. Or even one girl mentioning that, you know, you s took a wig that you were supposed to be wearing <laughs> and promoted as your own. But you get these scamming allegations. Mm -hmm. And now that you um selling out with the, with the congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Sell out in the first yeah. 24 hours, and I and that was so yeah. moving and touching mm -hmm. for me to see because you were crying, talking about yeah. how it was your first time selling mm -hmm. out. So, what do you say to people who have that that negative connotation or that viewpoint on you from your past businesses, mm -hmm. and how would you like to take that into this new business? Well, I will say, like with the past situation, the girl with the recovery house that was never like a scam. My house got shut down by obviously somebody hating on me. I was in Egypt; they closed my house down. So at that moment, on the site when you sign your waiver it's really non-refundable mm. so we gave her a certain amount back but you know some people just want to run with the internet stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that being said I would just say at that moment I should have been more in control of my business but I was doing other things I was living my life and I was letting other people run my business for mm. me so now moving forward I just I'm more hands-on with everything so nobody has nothing to say you know mm -hmm. what I mean so yeah. then and now it's two different things well Alexis thank you so much for stopping by this conversation has been so full everything from safety and preventing sex trafficking to God to even your entrepreneurship mm -hmm. journey so we're thank rooting you. for you we're proud of you and you know you're more than welcome to always come back to the thank BGS you. house okay <laughs> up next we have a commandment that you really should abide by we'll be right back with more black girl stuff Where's my five dollars you owe me? I ain't forgot about your funk ass five dollars. Damn, huh? Okay, what, what, what you mean, damn? I'm just saying, girl. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was TikTok user at Kinesthetic showing us what can happen when your friend doesn't run you that money. Mm. Now, mixing friendships and finances can lead to a lot of sticky situations. And I don't know about y'all, but I done been there. So tonight, <laughs> we're going into Black Girl Commandments and laying down our rules on how to react when a friend borrows some cash. Mm -hmm. Ladies, have y'all ever had to borrow money from a friend? I don't borrow money from nobody, except for my daddy. That's I go to the bank a lot. I go to the bank a lot. My mom, that's the only person. She's yes. the only person that right. I have yeah. owed money to, yeah. will owe money to, yeah. anything like yeah. that. Because I already know how that situation's oh, gonna yeah. go. And she knows I got her. Right. She yeah. has the account info. She can take it herself. Right. Right. Right, right, right. We already know what the relationship is, what mm -hmm. the parameters are. So it's no sticky situation. Yes. And I feel like I feel with friends, like little things like that can completely oh, yeah. tip the line of the friendship. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then y'all ain't friends no more. Yeah, it's right. like, we fell out over some money, like, that's small. Mm -hmm. But it isn't small because it's indicative of the relationship. What's the sure. amount? But yeah, what's sure. the amount of small, though? Because when you borrow money or any of those things, what's what's considered small? That can ruin your friendship. Mm -hmm. I don't have an amount. I have a situation. Like, situations yeah. is what can ruin friendships. But it's like, I would give, you know, or I, I won't ask. I Like, for you, for what you're saying, too, if I don't have it, I do without. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if I'm... But I would lend freely. And yes. it doesn't really matter. It's just more so the situation. Now, if you asking for something that I don't think you need like that, I still will lend it, but I have the expectation, like, all right, girl, I'm going to need it soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure right. back. Yeah. For me, I don't borrow any money. Like you said, I'll go for the bank of mom, and she makes me pay yes. it back yes. Yes. with interest. Yes. My mother does charge me interest. Now, I'd be, she'd be like, now, the bank would have charged you 15%. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be 6%. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. But I make sure I always pay her back. I've never mm -hmm. borrowed money from a friend. Mm -hmm. I have lended money right. to a friend. Mm -hmm. But like 
you said, for me, to answer your question, it's not a certain amount that would make us fall out, but it's about how, it's the principle and how you yes. act in the situation. Right. So mm -hmm. if you get funny, you acting like, oh, girl, in the TikTok, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's small as $100. Yeah. I'm like, dang, I yeah. thought we was better than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the how you respond to me. What about you, Tori? You ever borrow money or lend it money? I don't got nobody to borrow from. And what I like with my... <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> real. Oh, real. They be calling me. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like with, with my situation, I feel like because I don't, mm -hmm. if I was ever down bad and needed to, somebody would look out for me because mm -hmm. they know I don't ask for shit. True. I will go without. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like my friends, too, they'll go without. So I know when they're asking for something, they really need it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, yeah. I'll be there for you. Yeah. And like you said, no, it doesn't really matter. It's just a respect thing. My friend's not about to trip about nothing. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It really yeah. is a pet peeve of mine, though, if I have to ask. If me I have too. to get to the point to ask, because I, I didn't ask you to stretch out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now you're coming and I have to ask you. Mm -hmm. And almost it feels like I have to plead my I'm case. I'm begging you. I have to yeah. why I need my money. Yeah. You know, rent is due on this day. That's yeah. really why I need my money. And I feel some type of way because of that. So it does ruin a, a friendship. It does ruin a relationship. Yeah. And if I feel like you knew you could come to me, but obviously I have to come to you for something that's mine. Yeah. yeah. That you owe me that or you agreed to give back you know, to me. If you lend money to a friend and you don't hear from that friend, that was money well spent. Ooh. Clearly. Ooh. Clearly. Ooh. Come on. And on that note, I think we have a new BGS commandment. Let's cheers to it, ladies. The universal rule in the BGS house is thou shalt only lend what thou can afford to lose. Okay. Cheers, cheers to that. Keeping that coin. Cheers, cheers Oh, <laughs> you know, I love that daily eye. It's so smooth. Owned by a black man, you already know. <laughs> that's just on period. Special thanks to all of tonight's guests, Miss Pat, Alexis Scott, Cynthia Bailey, Kennedy Roof for stopping through, and of course, our girl Akila for coming through the BGS house. Be sure to check her out on Revolt Black News. Good night, everybody. This is for the girls getting money. This is for the girls who don't need no man. This is for the girls that's in love with yourself. This is for all the girls that done did it by themselves. This is for all the girls that's I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-N-T. This is for all the girls that be living stress-free. This is for all the girls on a mission like me. Hey everyone, it's Akila Friend here from Monuments to Me podcast. If you're a fan of current events and cultural podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Monuments to Me. It's a show that covers societal issues, pop culture, and of course, Black women's empowerment. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, a network anchored in hip hop, powered by creators.